Thank you for listening to another episode of the Glitter Cast. This week, I interview Kyle Thomas, who is a pop culture astrologer and writer for Cosmo, Astrology.com, and Horoscopes.com. And we discuss all things soulmate and psychic connections and karma and the computer simulation theory and all sorts of fun stuff. So please enjoy the show with this beautiful, angel, delightful human. Well, thank you for joining me for the Glitter Cast. Um, I'm here with Kyle Thomas. I said I said it right. I assume yes. it seems very phonetically straightforward, <laughs> but like, <laughs> uh, welcome and thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. As we were saying before, I adore you. I've been a huge fan, and it's such an honor to be able to talk about some of these exciting and interesting topics with you. I know we've we've literally been crushing on each other through Instagram. <laughs> I, I I can't recall when this began. And we're meeting for the first time in person today. And it was just like, oh, hi, like we've known each other forever. We're instantly connecting on like a very easy level, which is perfect because we're here to talk about soulmate connections. Yes. <laughs> connections. Totally. Um, I kind of just want to hand the, the wand over to you and just sort of ask you, you know, what your sort of um, theories about soulmate connections. And if you had to like almost summarize, you know, what that means to you. Absolutely. So it's funny because, you know, I feel like we all have these, you know, connections with people throughout our lives that can be very intense for us or transformational. And, you know, the, the, the theory behind, you know, life, I guess, that I've been studying is that we have a soul contract. And as we enter into this lifetime, we have certain contracts with other people and other souls that we may have known for a very long time. And the thing about this is that not every soul contract has to be easy. And in fact, a lot of them are actually very tragic and and painful (laughs) because they help redirect you ultimately on your journey in this Mm -hmm. lifetime. And, you know, I've been very spiritual my whole life. And so I've certainly seen and charted how, you know, different kinds of people, whether they be friends, family members, or lovers, and, you know, how they've ultimately shifted my destiny. Because had I not met them, I wouldn't be sitting here right here talking to you about this kind of, you know, interesting topic. Right. It's just sort of like the the personal evolution that you've encountered through your interactions with other people. Absolutely. I think that I love how you mentioned that it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy because there's just such a misconception, like Hollywood misconception (laughs) that soulmate means like you, I don't know, meet cute and then like, and it's- And you fall in love and it's happily ever after (laughs) and you have kids and you die in each other's arms and I'm like- On the same day. Bitch, that don't happen. (laughs) No, I know, I know, I know. Um, When you, okay, so what I'm curious about is how do you identify a soulmate connection and what makes you sort of recognize that I think I have a soul contract with this person? Absolutely. Well, there's always this very strong pull. It's almost magnetic, I feel, between you and that individual. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I remember growing up and I was always thinking, it's like, I've known you before. Like, Mm -hmm. how does that just like flow? And, 
you know, it can be a collaborator, it can be a business partner, it can be a, a best friend, you know, and yeah. these kinds of connections are so intense and strong. And I feel like it's because there has probably been a fact that you may have known each other before. Yeah. And, and that's what I think is really interesting to explore with karmic connections is that, you know, they play a role in your life that you have, you know, essentially set up through your soul contract to push each other forward mm -hmm. in this, you know, journey that you're upon. Because it's really interesting, you know, over the last, I would say, two years, I've been connecting with a lot of psychics. And, you know, growing up, that scared me because <laughs> I certainly have some clairvoyant ability, and as do you, and especially when you tap in through a vehicle like tarot, you can really harness that, that magic and that right. insight and that intuition. But the thing that I think is really interesting is that since I've been connecting with all these like celebrity psychics, they have been talking about past lives, you know, and one example I'll give, and I would love to hear your ex examples with this too, is, you know, so there was this guy that I met immediately when I moved to Los Angeles in 2015. Mm -hmm. And it was so powerful and transformational. And even on our first date, he was like, I'm going to marry you. Yeah. I've been married to you. And I'm, and I was like, whoa, slow down. Yeah. You know, like this, that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm a romantic, but, but I don't understand that kind of, you know, I, it's, this is so intense that I'm just gonna, I'm gonna roll with it. Yeah. And, you know, from that experience, you know, we didn't end up staying together for very long, but we would actually like ricochet back and forth in each other's lives, actually always tied to eclipses. Oh. And so I was, I, that was one of the ways that I was even really advancedly starting to study astrology much more intensely because I could chart every time we would reconnect. Yeah. And, and how it was hitting my chart and then also his chart. And I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. And the thing that was really interesting to look about that experience is that, you know, if you compared our charts, you would see that we have planets in almost every single place in the same place. Oh. But, you know, he's a Capricorn with a Virgo rising and I'm an Aries rising with a Taurus sun. But our planets, you know, are connecting and, and all sorts of, just very bizarre ways. And intricate, like intricate. Yeah. So, you know, by looking at that, you know, I was like, okay, this is a really profound revelation that I'm having because I can see it tangibly in the chart. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, going back to the celebrity psychics that I would meet, they would just energetically pick up his energy around me. And they, yes. you know, they were like, oh, there's this person that you've been married to for 500 years. I literally was talking to this big psychic and she was like, yeah, like you've been married to him for, for 500 years. And this is the first life that you're probably not going to be married to him. And honestly, I don't care. That's fine. Yes. But it brought, again, this other idea that life is not just linear. We have many lifetimes, mm -hmm. you know, back and forth. And then- Maybe I, even at once, if you look at the multiverse. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've totally thought about that. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think because I've had a similar situation to you where I met someone and it was like, what the fuck is this? who is this? Yeah. And I like there, you know, like someone specifically, like actually like I met them and then I had a psychic awakening. Like, like I yes. felt like I was triggered by this person exactly, and dreamt about them every night for almost a year to oh the God. point where, and like, he was not receptive. <laughs> he was like, bitch, you crazy. And I was like, here's my dream journal. Like, yeah. you know, like the, there's something here. Um, and then I started to think about, okay, well like in this reality that I'm in right now, this mm -hmm. isn't happening and you're starting to look desperate and fucking weird and you need to just chill out. <laughs> <laughs>
I wrote a love letter to this guy for like three years straight. Yeah. Okay. Every day. <laughs> so uh, I get yep, it. Yep. Okay. I'm like, so where's the Scorpio in your chart? Like <laughs> what's, what Plutonian aspect is happening there? Yeah. Um, but uh, Pluto is the planet of obsession for people. I'm like, Scorpio is very obsessive for the people who can't just like immediately pick up that jargon. But um, <laughs> I started to like, I needed to make sense of it to be functional. I yes. felt like. And so I started to think that I probably, I believe in the multiverse. I think there are multiple versions of me. I think that this conversation is happening, but we're wearing different color shirts. Yeah. And then our lives go on the exact same way. Like it's infinite to me. I've thought about that and I felt that. And it's, <laughs> I, yes, this is amazing. So I think that um, I am able to psychically tap into other psychic versions of myself and live or see glimpses of, oh my God, I love that. This like mystical <laughs> music just started to play. Right. Um, but I, I think that's basically how I've been able to make peace with it and find satisfaction within my present. That's so interesting because that's exactly what I've done too. Really? Yes. And I've never talked about this with literally anyone. Oh my gosh. And I don't think I have either, honestly. It's But it's this powerful spiritual connection, you mm -hmm. know, that you have with these other souls that, you know, ultimately, and this is the thing that I, that actually brought me a lot of peace is by talking to these psychics, they were like, it's, it could happen. And at this point in time, I don't read about him. I don't stalk yeah. his stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't, I've found peace within myself, but it still helped me be propelled into the success that I am now reaching. And I've written and I've explored pieces of myself and other people and, you know, the esoteric world and the psychic world. And at the end of the day, I truly am at peace. I hope that he's happy and I hope that, yeah. you know, he lives his life and thrives. But the weird thing is he still comes to me in dreams too, all the time. Oh my gosh, but yeah. But he's coming to me and I'm not reaching out to him. So it's, you know, is it you know, him here in this present reality? Is it, people talk about the 5D, you know, is it his right. higher self? And yeah, see, I don't have answers for that. That's how you can fuck yourself. If you tell yourself, oh, his higher self wants to be with me. Oh God. But his, like, he just needs to evolve his like three dimensional self. Cause like I took that route for a little while too, mm -hmm. where I was like, I'm just going to send you some energy work. <laughs> so you can like see me for like the duel that I am. And then I'm just like, you're not seeing yourself yes. when you, when you engross yourself in, the confusion of a soulmate connection yes. or a past life connection. Um, and I mean, I see it all the time with clients too. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I feel like the term twin flame is such a double-edged sword because uh, yeah. it's just like people think that, oh my God, it's my twin flame. I have to be with, and it's just like, I've seen how manic it can make Absolutely. people. Absolutely. I, I have a question for you. Do you think yeah. you have one twin flame or do you think you have like several? I kind of feel like the distinction between a twin flame and a soulmate is there's only one. And it's sort of like your soul is split into two. Maybe there's twin triplets. You know what I mean? But I don't <laughs> think like Totally. Maybe, you know, I don't want I don't want to alienate the poly community. Like maybe there That's are triplets. That's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> triplet flames, but I think that um I think that the concept of twin flames is just like if you're actually experienced what could be a twin flame situation, like it's so messy yeah. and it's so fucked up, like you don't even want it. And I think if you, you know, the idea to me of a twin flame is like you come in and out of each other's lives until you can evolve to this certain level of being and then it works out. And 
if that's the case, then be cool. If it's not your lifetime, yeah. be cool with it, accept it, move on. Yeah, totally. I, and it's funny because I, I actually wrote a, a really long, you know, dissertation on the idea of, you know, karmic connections and soulmates and, and past life connections and twin flames and how they, there's, there's crossover between some of them. But then ultimately, you know, you, in order to, you know, understand what it is with them in this lifetime, you have to also surrender mm -hmm. and allow that to be a place of, of true love. And, and that's how I feel about, you know, this person, we haven't talked in a year and a half and, you know, do I get vibrations that we will someday talk? Mm -hmm. Sure. But yeah. at the end of the day, I can't live in that place. I have to give love to the universe. I have to be present in, in where I am in my soul journey. You know, in, and I'm also, interestingly enough, in a relationship with someone that I also believe is a soulmate connection to me. And I've had other other psychics before I even met Dustin, the, the guy that I'm seeing right now. He, they were like, he, you know, he has been, there's this man, he's been chasing you through many lifetimes. Aww. And when he, he gets you, he will be very possessive because finally this is the life that he gets to be with you in. Oh. And, and I felt this like really intense energy because, you know, we've actually, we're, we're just together for a year, mm -hmm. but I've also felt like I've known him for so long. And there's this interesting, you know, role that we're playing in each other's lives and we're in a global pandemic right now in yeah. the kinds of ways that we're growing. And, you know, also we have frustration, but that's okay too, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know. It's just, it's so fascinating to me to explore this. This The frustration is just as much a part of the lesson, yeah. I, I think. And, you know, I think about too, like soulmates and the repetitive appearance of a person. And sometimes I think to myself, like, this is actually a cycle that you break. Yes. This is a this is a connection that you discontinue that you sever totally. because maybe in another life you you know didn't have the freedom to leave that situation yeah. or whatever it was. So I think that like people need to be able to look at soulmates from a fresh perspective where yeah. it's like, oh, actually I need to learn how to recognize my behavioral patterns. Yes. Uh, and you know, kind of acknowledge the type of energy yeah. that I'm attracting and when it's time to cut that off and move up, move to a more sort of like healthy situation. Yeah. Well, and it's the thing that I think is really interesting is because when I'm also doing readings with people all over the world, there is a lot of focus on exes. I mean, do you get that too, where people are always mm -hmm. asking about their ex or, you know, and I've lived in that space too for in before, you know, not now, but, right. you know, there is this desperation, I think sometimes because they feel like there will not be someone else. And, you know, I will admit, I have seen soulmate connections work out. I have seen twin flame right. connections work out. I have seen people get to back together literally after 20 years of disconnect or, you know, not, not talking. But the thing is they had to evolve My. on their own journey so that they could come back together and actually complement each other in a way that is healthy and beautiful. My parents had three children, got divorced, got remarried, and then had me and now they're, they're still together. But it just made me think wow. of that, where it's like you have to take that time apart to evolve and figure it out. Totally. I'm curious if, you know, um, you have any sort of, like, things in an astrology chart that you look for when it comes to, like, that soulmate connection. Absolutely. So I'm always, you know, there's different ways that I'm analyzing relationships and compatibility when I'm looking at a chart. You know, ideally... By looking at the natal chart, we can see their rising signs. So we see their ascendant and their descendant. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, really do see that, you know, it's funny. I was doing a, a reading for two celebrities last year 
And one was an Aquarius and one was a Cancer. And I was like, that's not typically a connection that you'd see a sun sign match for. Th- that are my parents. Those are my parents' that's signs. That's so I'm interesting. Like, why is this like... <laughs> that's true. That energy is coming through. Yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> but the thing that was beautiful about it is that one of them was like Gemini rising at 28 degrees and the other person was Gemini, uh, Sagittarius rising at 28 degrees. So it was like they were oh. literally a karmic connection right mm-hmm. there in a perfect match. Yes. And so I was like, that's really beautiful. Uh, so, you know, we can always look at that kind of, you know, the, the kinds of traits that someone needs to have by mm-hmm. looking at that descendant. But I also do like to look at the chart in the sense of seeing where those planetary connections are. So the aspects, are we seeing an alignment between, you know, the Venus, the sun, the Mars, Mm -hmm. what kinds of lessons are being expressed here? Another example too that I had was there was this gay man and he wanted, he felt like this guy that he met was closeted and was a soulmate. And, And I was like, I don't necessarily know if I see that yet. So I looked into it. But what I saw was that there was a great interaction between their Mercury and their Uranus. And there, this was a, a, a connection that was about changing their minds and growing oh, and shifting them okay. rather than a romantic one. And that's why I was like, he's not gay. I'm yeah. sorry. He's not gay. But you're helping him evolve and, and he's helping you evolve too. And you know, we reconnected after six months and he was like, you're right. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to talk about what I see because I do feel like The thing that I love the most about astrology is that it gives us some sort of answers and Mm -hmm. proof, however people want to believe that, you know, if you believe it's more scientific, scientific, or if it's more esoteric, whatever it be, but it gives them something to look at and understand because it's always right. Yes. It's always right. I know. I've been reading natal charts professionally for about a year, you know, studied for years before that. Oh yeah, totally. But I still, even though I've been practicing for this long, almost every time I do a natal chart reading, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just real. Like, I don't like, like it still will like shock me when I'm just like, oh, I can like pull all this information about your mom and people are like, yes, that's exactly right. And I'm like, I don't know why it works. <laughs> well, and I, I feel like it's interesting because sometimes in my dreams, I'll go back to like, I don't know if it's past lives or if I just love to think about Egypt and, and Greece mm-hmm. and, you know, these different places in in the, you know, history of humanity. And, you know, these cycles have been here forever. These, these ancient traditions have been fused into this, you know, incredible art form right? that it's been practiced for so long and purified and perfected. And that's why it can still be relative now. Do you ever think that, cause I know we talked a little bit about like 5d and stuff like that. Like Sometimes I wonder, is astrology proof of the the simulation theory that like this is sort of like the way that our world is coded to like create our meat suit holograms or whatever? Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, because I'm always exploring different kinds of understanding of spirituality and honestly, because now I'm working so, you know, much in this realm, I'm meeting people that are inspiring me and showing me different kinds of ideas. Like, you know, for anybody that doesn't know that theory, could you kind of give some, you know, insight into that more? Yeah. So with the computer simulation theory, it's sort of like in a nutshell, it's like we are living in a video game basically. And, you know, maybe 
as we understand our bodies, it's like our higher self, almost like this is the avatar. You know what I mean? And there's like something else going on there. And this is a creation for like the entertainment of whatever's happening beyond the veil. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That's really, that's very fascinating. And I mean, the way that I, you know, always think about God Mm -hmm. is that it is this higher power, this higher source. But, you know, science is God. Nature is God. But also astrology and the stars, that is a mathematical equation, essentially. That Mm -hmm. is something that is so beyond us. And it's funny because another one of the psychics that I was talking to, you know, we just go on these tangents. We'll have some wine and we'll talk about life and spirit and all sorts of things. And she was talking about how Nikola's Tesla came to her in a vision Ooh. and actually gave her uh, this, I'm sorry, it's, it's um, this image of what the, the actual computation of God is. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. And so it's actually in this, oh, it's in, in this mandala. Okay. And so he gave this to her. She has this. And, you know, or wrote it down or whatever. And she's like, That's, that is what he figured out. And that is what all these ancient oh. religions figured out and all these different, you know, th- it's been passed down, but people don't understand it yet. Like the God algorithm. Ex- exactly. That's basically what she said. And so that is infused already into astrology. That is infused into, you know, physics and geometry. And it's, you know, we are humans and we can see what is in front of us and we understand things more linearly. But yeah. as our consciousness expands we will start to also understand these more uh, complicated and and powerful concepts that, like I said, have been around since the dawn of humanity and will be here, you know, as we transcend. Yes. I think that the the trick and where some people missed up is um, how sort of like ungrounded you can become when you start to engage with the sort of like like the etherical concepts and what makes you like a, a, a true masterful magician or practitioner is your ability to marry it with the reality that we're in now. Yes. But I think too, even to come back to your point about, um, you know, like the scientific community is it's like a lot of people who shit on astrology for lack of a better term, they forget, or it seems to like, they seem to forget that uh, modern medicine is because we studied the stars and we created, you know, like a a God algorithm for how to cure illnesses. And a lot of the plants that we know today can be used as medicines. Mm -hmm. We figure that out because we listen to our intuition and we study the planets and we, you know, looked to the cosmos so to go you know it's it's almost like biting the hand that feeds you to like to be dismissive of the fact that there is a spiritual sort of connection to the wonder of the universe like not everything has to be necessarily black and white explained or proven everything is energy Mm-hmm. And and that's one of the things that I always really come back to. Yeah. And another thing that I think is really cool to, you know, maybe just address is like Reiki. Yeah. Reiki healing, energetic healing, you know, visualization and working with these, you know, working with stones, working with different kinds of things. Whether or not it's the placebo effect, yeah. it doesn't matter because it works. And that's still an energy vibration, whether that's being triggered from your brain or that is coming from some spiritual energy outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Whatever is going to help you achieve the end result is what works. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the magic of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why, you know, I, I go to this Reiki healer and she lives in Marina del Rey. 
and I've, you know, had Reiki done a couple times, you can feel her power. It's so strong. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> mind boggling to me because I, I don't have those necessary gifts. Could I train them? Maybe. Yeah. But she's just this witch, you know, yeah. this master, <laughs> this magician, this goddess, you know, and, and she can change people's lives and move things. And, you know, again, that comes down to, you know, would a scientist look at that and be like, well, that was all in your brain. Well, if that's the fact, fine, but it still feels very physical. Yeah. Well, and if it's just in my brain, why do I respond more to one Reiki practitioner versus another? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I don't, I had an experience that's reminding me of what you're saying where I was when I was very first sort of like engaging with my psychic abilities Mm -hmm. and my mother referred me to a psychic who in a reading brought up that I was psychic to my mom and was like send her to me basically and I almost slept in past my alarm uh, or I think maybe I hadn't said it or something. And I had my phone ring, which was on vibrate. So I, I shouldn't have really heard it. But I remember feeling like a whoosh, 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 mm-hmm. whoosh, like over my body. And it was her. And she was like, hey, I just wanted to make sure that you like, you know, you're not sleeping in. Or, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'll be there. Like, I was totally. like, what is happening? <laughs> totally. Yeah. And she was just like, you know, she was like, oh, yeah, you're a Scorpio. And I was like, I never said I was a Scorpio. I didn't say that to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, again, you know, this goes back to what has pulled me into being more interested in clairvoyance and different kinds of psychic abilities because I'm working with people that are naturally gifted and incredibly powerful and, you know, they can say names, they can see things that there's no way you could even find it out out online about me. You know, like there's, and and all good stuff, you know, I'm things that I'm just like, but shocked, you know, and I'm like, this is insane because- you would have to contact, you know, like exes or, you know, friends or family members to understand that thing. And, and that's the thing that as I've actually been training my own gifts more, because I actually, my North node is in my 12th house. And so, so you need to be working in those realms. Exactly. You know, and it's in Aries, which shows that I have to be powerful about it. I have to take the lead. I have to really allow myself to be a star in that and allow me to be to be courageous. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've, you know, all my whole life, you know, I've always, like I said, been involved in spirituality, but now I'm doing it in such a public sphere. Right. And, you know, I'm hoping to lead that to, to help people get, you know, more engaged and, and more excited about it. But going back to what I was saying about that, that clairvoyance is sometimes maybe this look like you can explain it more is that when I'm tapping into something, I actually look to like, my right, like look down Mm -hmm. and I can see, it looks like beyond a veil. Yeah. Like I can see an image of someone or I can see a name or I can see someone doing something. Yeah. And before when I was doing, you know, tarot 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would just see this, you know, the signs because I'm a good storyteller. You know, I've been involved in writing and and myth my whole life, but now I can see different things because you're training that awareness over and over and over and over again. And you're being fed information versus sort of like weaving information. Exactly. I definitely, when you said that, like like it's almost like on, like some sort of portal opens next to you. Yes. I have had that. I was doing a ritual to pan. Okay, I love it. I was writing my um, petition and like a brown 
just orb was just sitting there and I was like, fuck, I'm opening a portal. And um, <laughs> I, I completely attribute that ritual to my current living situation, my professional situation and my relationship. Like it's all like it all just like he just became very um, good at putting all the things I wanted into one package and <laughs> just sort of like worked out that way. But I'm like, oh, shit, that was pan. And when I met my current partner, I kept pulling um, from my Greek mythology deck. I kept pulling the devil, but the devil is pan yes. in that in that deck. And so it, I didn't think of it as like, oh, this person's going to be unhealthy for me. I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, it's pan. It's pan. Like he's bringing me. Totally. My petition, basically. Well, it's funny because even to think about gods and goddesses and spiritual energies and, you know, at the end of the day, people can see it as myth or they can see it as you're worshiping something. But I've always seen it, you know, throughout my whole life is that these energies are like orbs of power mm -hmm. that are created through either natural or supernatural phenomenon yeah. or through people's thoughts. <gasps> yes. So when you talk about like, you know, ancient raw people that still do magic with raw, it still works. But oh imagine how powerful it would have been back then. That's why they could do things. <laughs> yeah. That because that, that worship, that belief was so strong. And the same thing is I 100% believe in Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. I, you know, I was raised Catholic Me and, too. you know, it was very, it was interesting because I was connecting with archangels, connecting with different saints and all sorts of things. And I took a, a long time away from Christianity because of what, it, how it hurt me. Right. Yeah. You because it doesn't, if you're not a straight white dude, it's not <laughs> that fair to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, but now I've actually returned to, you know, connecting with, I mean, I've always been connected to the archangels, like I said, but now even connecting with Jesus Christ and connecting with the saints, because that is the same sort of you know, power yes. that you would be tapping into if you're praying or connecting with Pan. Yes. You know, it's and it's just different like orbs of energy. And for instance, even talking about planetary magic, mm -hmm. you know, it's that's a sphere of energy that you're taking and drawing upon, yeah. but also sending love and gratitude back to you because it's yes. a cycle. That's why you always need to give an offering. If 100%. It's like, it, don't disrespect the other side. But I, I, I love what you said about like, you know, because people believe in it, it gives the entity power because yes. that's totally like, and I remember saying that when I was a little kid who should not have understood philosophical <laughs> concepts, I was yeah. like, I just believe that if you believe in something, it's real and it gives it power. Yeah. And because I'm not, I have a very, very, very sour taste in my mouth with the Catholic church and, Absolutely. you know, and with Jesus too, he's actually come to me and I've been like, I'm good. And like, Aww. he's like, he's, you know, he's fine. Um, he's Jesus. He can take care of himself, but yeah. <laughs> I appreciated the gesture. But back to my point, like, because I was baptized into the Catholic church mm -hmm. and because I know that so many other people believe in and work with the saints, I'll totally do some saint work. I'll oh, yeah. totally do saint work because I, you know, I feel like, okay, well, it's kind of a birthright because I was brought into this religion. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean I have to subscribe to these sort of restrictions that I don't like about the organization. Yes, absolutely. And going back to archangels, I always talk about the archangels. They are just so powerful, these energetic beings, but they're also aligned with the planets and I'm an astrologer. Yeah. You know, and it's that's another reason why I see all of these correspondences and I just find so much value in how everything is connected. Mm -hmm. And if you know how to tap into that energy, you know, no matter who you are listening to this, you know, 
you have the magic, you can tap into the magic, but finding, you know, ways that it has been broken down for you will help you to focus certain things and also bring, I feel, either more structure or more potency to what you're doing. You know, if for instance, you're doing, you know, a spell or a ritual about love, do it on a Friday. Yeah, because it's Venus it's Day. Real. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the days of the week are named after the planets. Exactly. Yeah, so do it on Venus's day. I, it's it's easier to translate in, in like French or one of the Romance languages. It doesn't yeah. so much correlate with English, but you know, it's it's right. It's nice to have that system, and also because it's like you said, it's like knowing what energies are available to your disposal, and yes. then like understanding how to tap into that and utilize it, and sort of you know you know, implement your will into the mm-hmm. universe. I love it. Mm-hmm. I totally love it. I think that I love that you brought up the archangels too, because I, I feel like I was like very like punk rock kid and like <laughs> kind of like um, alternative. And like, so I think for a really long time, I had to stick up my ass about angels because I was like, oh, they're so fluffy. Like it's so blah, blah, but like they're hardcore. Like they're not. They're very <laughs> powerful beings, very powerful energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that I think is really like, I I know it's part of my destiny, destiny to explore that more and mm-hmm. to understand, you know, working with that, that flow of the universe. And, you know, I, they'll, they are always with me. Right. You know, they're always with you. They're always with everyone, you know, but they have a dominion that they are able to, you know, help oversee. And, and one thing that I, even when I went away from, you know, Christianity for a very long time, I still believed that there were the, this hierarchy of spirits, yeah. you know? And another thing that I've, you know, recently over the last, I would say two years, you know, started to understand is, have you heard of the Akashic Records and the Ascended Masters? Okay, so yes, I have, but I haven't worked with it a lot myself. Totally, so I personally have not, accessed it but it the the akashic records is apparently this you know this library of light that everyone has access to at all times you know in the past the present and the future and it is a written you know description of all thought and action that has happened and will happen in humanity so you know when i first heard about this i was like well that's really interesting but what does that really mean Mm -hmm. so on one hand, it does hold some sort of like psychic vibration so you can ask a question, but it's not like tarot in the sense where you're like, you know, what will happen if I do this or what will happen yeah, if I yeah, do yeah. this, you know? And, you know, this is, it's, you know, everyone can access that sort of flow. But if you have an Akashic master, know, you know, how to really like, you know, sift through the details and see the visions, Yes, you know, they can give you important messages and guidance. And so I've always found that was really beautiful and interesting. Um, but the thing about this too, is that apparently the people that are the, the energies that rule the Akashic records are the ascended masters. Okay. And so these, I believe from what I've gathered from these people that have spoken to me, you know, and, and I'm not talking about the spirits, I'm talking about like, <laughs> you know, friends or, yeah. or teachers. They have, and literally one just texted me right now. How funny. Oh my gosh, like right in that moment? Literally right oh, now. Oh, their ears were burning. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, basically there are, you know, in your lifetime, if you have fulfilled your soul's purpose, your soul's contract, you know, throughout many, many lifetimes and you're not coming back, you potentially, especially if you have 
pursued a spiritual life and pursued the attainments of humanity, you can ascend right. as a soul to be in that place and then help the evolution of humanity. Yeah. So, and then it was literally my friend Jano, she's the Reiki or, or the, um, the Akashic Records master that I, that I work with. She was like, yeah, you know, you can call upon them. You can talk to them. They want to teach you. They want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like the, the, the vastness of what, you know, there is out there that we do not currently understand is just so beautiful yeah. to kind of see and think about and daydream about, which I do all the time. Oh my gosh, me too. And I feel, <laughs> I feel because I, you know, definitely did the atheist thing for a while, like full blown atheist. Yeah. And I always resented it when I was an atheist and people were like, oh, but don't you feel empty and blah, 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 blah. And no, I don't think I felt empty as an atheist. I Mm -hmm. think I had meaningful connections and I really, really, really loved people, the people that I connected with. But I think that now that I'm returned to this like, you know, spiritual connection, um, I can appreciate like a tree more than I ever would have. And I can like, like appreciate nature more than I ever would have. Cause I think it's really hard to just go out into a beautiful scenic natural setting and not be in awe and not appreciate like what had to happen to make it possible and like where that comes from. Well, recently I went to Joshua tree national park and I have wanted to go there for a very long time. Literally as soon as I found out about it, which did, you know, what was, when I moved here, because before, you know, I was from the Midwest and people weren't talking about Joshua Tree. Right. <laughs> but basically, you know, we, we, I went out there with Dustin and just seeing the, the majesty and the, the beauty of the natural world and not really being around people, but then watching the sunrise, watching the sunset, yes. watching the stars. I was just going to say the It stars. was like, this is what people have been seeing for thousands of years before the modern era. So to not be astonished and mesmerized by the natural beauty of the world Mm -hmm. is like, you can't miss it. But when you're in the worlds that we live in with with our phones and, you know, when we live with, you know, in modern civilization, those kinds of things are further away. Right. You know, but seriously, I mean, I I cried. I was just so filled with happiness. And honestly, I I actually wrote this, you know, shortly thereafter. I was like, I don't know if I've ever been happier in my entire life. Aww. Because I was so at one with yeah. with energy and and you know, nature and you know, obviously being there with a man that I love so much. I was just going to say that and you got you to know, be there with someone on your anniversary, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like and like all of these wonderful things that are happening in my life and I just feel this like tremendous gratitude all the time. And, and it was funny because, you know, there, I feel like it's been an ebb and flow in my life where, you know, I'll feel, you know, jaded or hurt or sad because I was broke for so long Mm -hmm. because I was like, no, I'm not going to just work a nine to five. I'm going to work for my profession. I'm going to work for my career. And I was in Hollywood for so long and I've been a writer for so long, but like, it's very, very hard. And now I'm still utilizing all of those, you know, career assets and now here I am working you know with cosmopolitan and horoscope.com and connecting with people in India and in Africa like every day yeah <laughs> you know so again it just comes back to this place of like being in awe with the universe and then surrendering to that and, and feeling that gratitude mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, you just like, oh, you're like, your eyes are so sparkly. And I'm just like, <laughs> thank you for sharing that with me. Um, I know that you're saying like, you know, that you're, you're connecting with so many more people and, and it's, and it's just like, you're, you're like in high demand. People are, you know, lining up a month in advance to book with you. It seems like. Yeah. And when you get questions where people are like, cause this is something that I kind of struggle with sometimes too. Like when you get a loaded question, like, Oh, I, I'm in love with this guy and I think he's a closeted gay. <laughs> like how, how do you find your discernment when you're trying to, um, you really have to keep a client study when you're dissecting those sort of, yeah. um, topics and totally. like, you know, deep hopes and fears and whatever. So how, like, what's your sort of approach and like, what sort of learning curves have you gone through to, to get to a place now where you feel comfortable taking on like really intense questions and scenarios? Totally. Well, for instance, I actually had this client that I finished and sent yesterday and, you know, I'll, I do live readings. I do written readings. It really depends on how they want to digest that information. Yeah. And so I try to focus more on questions that are going to be empowering to people. Right. And, and giving them insight that is, yes, always accurate, but is not going to make them fear what is to come. Yeah. You know, and, you know, this client, she specifically said, she's like, I want to know if I'm ever going to get married. And I was like, oh, that's just not a question that I like answering for people because right. it's, it's not always a yes or no. It, exactly. Yes. That's, you know, you do have free will. And that is also, also something I say all the time in every single mm -hmm. reading that I do is that, you know, you, you know, we're not just being, you know, imprisoned by the reality we're in. We're, you know, there are faded events that you can see in, in the chart and in the transits of the planets. Yeah. But you also have the choice of how you're going to react to it, you know? Yes. So basically, you know, I looked into that and I was like, Ooh, you know, like I do see that I do see a man. And I also see a lot of, you know, <sighs> hurdles to get there. Yeah. But the thing that kept coming through within her astrology and also through, through the tarot was that she was repeating negative behaviors. And she had to correct it. First. And she has to correct it until she's going to get married. Yeah. And I said, but realistically, you're only going to get married in this window in time over the next like eight years, you know, yeah. it's because I'm looking at the more faded events of like, okay, there's a huge transit of Jupiter or there's yes. this, you know, this major aspect is hitting your Venus or your, you know what I mean? The progress mm -hmm. chart, like all of these different kinds of tools. But then I'm also, you know, really tapping into her energy, you know, because obviously she's, she's paying me and giving me the permission to, but I, I laid down the law about it. I yeah. was like, you need to own where you're at. You need to stop repeating patterns that are going to be about fear or abandonment yes. or shame or, and I, and it was really sad because I actually thought I was like, it looks like, it looks like you've cheated on some of the people that you could have been with. Yeah. And, and again, I'm, this is not coming from a place of judgment. No, it's never that. It's never that. Mm -mm. But I've lived a life. I'm not judging you. Oh, <laughs> totally. 100%. And so, you know, that's why I was like, I really see that the answer is yes. This is probably who it will likely to be, but mm -hmm. this is the path to get there. And then the other question that she asked, oh dear, she was like, will I ever be financially stable? Uh, and I was like, oh my God, another super loaded question. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I love to answer questions, you know, that someone needs on their soul journey. But, you know, I try to do it, like I said, in an empowering way where, where it's like, okay, am I going to meet someone 
and fall in love in the next six months. Am I, you know, giving like give it yeah. a more finite, grounded time because life is long and we have a lot of choices to make. Yeah, if you have a if you have a reading and someone says, oh, like you're going to get married in three months or you're going to have a kid in three months, you're going to get. That's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, cause I never get very, very rarely do I get on this date or by this date. Like a lot of the times when I try to pull down a date, I'm like, well, you know, time doesn't work the same way on the other side as it does here. Totally. I try to give them a, like basically a window. Yeah. Me too. That's what I, but I don't like, yeah. yeah unless I see very specifically like a moon phase, sometimes I'll see a moon phase oh, to know cool. a day that something's coming, but that's, very immediate. That's within 30, that's within 28 days. You know yeah. what I mean? That's within but, a moon cycle. But that's also limiting the question. Mm -hmm. You know, it's being like, you know, will I get this job or get news of this job in the next month? Like yeah. that is a very specific thing rather than being, am I going to, you know, be financially stable ever in my life? And that was the thing was I looked into it. I was like, okay, I see all of these transits of difficulty and then I'm tapping into all of this stuff. And I was like, your finances will improve during, you know, this transit of Jupiter. And then also, you know, when there this is this aspect that's happening and you have all of these, you know, eclipses that are shifting your career. And, and so I can see those things manifesting. But then again, I was tapping and I was like, gosh, this woman is <laughs> like, she has a horrible attachment to money. Yeah. She doesn't know how to save. She, she spends it frivolously. And that's why she's always fighting to stay on top. It's and not that she's just naturally cursed to be broke. Right. She it's actually can't. Rarely ever that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but again, so I was like, how do I package this for her? In a way that's respectful and delicate. In love but, and light. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because again, I don't want her to be like, you know, I'm going to just be done. You know, unfortunately I had one of my best friends from college. Uh, he recently died, oh, I'm you so know, sorry. and I had done a reading with him two years ago and he was like Kyle when is it going to get any better and he had had a very very difficult life and I looked into his chart and I was like I see what is going on and I see how hard it is and I was and it makes me so bummed because I literally told him I was like as soon as 2021 hits these transits are oh, off of no. off of your you know the pain will be fine you're going Just, to be improving yeah. you know and he didn't, he couldn't wait that long. It's hard, it's hard for people this year. I think more, more so than ever in a lot of cases because it's been. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and that's the thing is that like, he didn't tell me that he was going to do something or something. It's usually not, it's usually not how it goes down. It's usually like, I, I, and a lot of times in, in cases like that, there are reports where people are like, they seem to actually happier. But a lot of times it's because like they've made peace. Like, okay, like I'm going to enjoy the, however much time I'm giving myself and then. You know. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing is I've never predicted a death in, in any astrology that I've done or tarot. Yeah. I know that it can be done. Right. But I don't even want to learn. I don't like that question. <laughs> if people right. are asking me about health, I like, there's been times where I've been like, okay, well, right now you're looking at mid seventies. If you change your habits, I think early to mid eighties, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like how I'll get the information. But, um, yeah, I like though that you I like that you're being like very forthcoming about the fact that like you're not afraid to give bad news because I think that oh, yeah, totally. it's such a part of being a reader. And I, I actually, my, um, my boyfriend's dad, uh, he, obviously he's retired now, but he was, uh, like a rocket scientist for NASA, like amazing, very, very, very scientific person. And I was sitting with him about six months into my relationship with my boyfriend and I was sitting with his dad. And it was just him and I, and he was like, yeah, so 
some of the other family, like they don't really know what you do. And I just sort of explained it like you have a talent for, you know, like making people feel good about themselves and like telling them what they want to hear. And I was like, no. Oh, no. Oh, you think I'm a charlatan? Fuck. Oh. Like, how do I correct yeah. this? I, and that's one of my big things is I don't tell people what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. I tell them what I see. Yeah. And I have to, and the, the way that I package it is, you know, giving them, you know, constructive criticism or trying to, mm-hmm. you know, help give them hope and realize, you know, realize that you can attain these certain things. But realistically, if you're not going to change a certain pattern and if there's certain planets that are blocking you and, you know, like, yeah, I'm just, you know, straight up. And like, for instance, a perfect example is Aquarians. Or, or let's talk actually about Capricorns right now. So for okay. instance, <laughs> Capricorns or like either the sun sign or the ascendant. Depending that I'm on, a cap rising. Yeah. I, I love that. I saw that on your chart mm-hmm. or uh, before, but the thing about that is, you know, you have Jupiter in either your ascendant, depending on where, you know, your, your first degree starts and the same thing with the sun sign. But, you know, everyone was thinking that like, oh, this is going to be the best year for Capricorns. Everything's amazing and everything's going to be like perfect. And, and I'm like, no, yeah, Pluto and Saturn are in Capricorn. The eclipses have been hitting Capricorn for, you know, from in cancer and Capricorn for the last two years. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, it's still a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that's a part of evolution. And a lot of the Capricorns that I have done readings for this year, you know, they were like, oh, I thought this was the year that I hit it big. And I was like, baby, this is just chapter one. Yeah. You're at the bottom right now. It's only going to go up, but this is the place where you're planting those seeds and mm-hmm. building that life. And but again, that's like people will still hear kind of what they want to hear because they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to find true love and get married. And I'm like, you could find true love, but you're still going to it's going to take some time. Yeah. You know? do, do you ever see what you're talking yeah. about? No, yeah. I, no, I totally know what you're talking about. And like when I when I think about people talking about like, yeah, like when they have good um, like Jupiter aspects, they're like, oh, yeah, it's the planet of luck. I'm like, yeah, it's also the planet of expansion. So your problems are going to get bigger if you're not on top of them. Exactly. Uh, you might gain weight if you don't <laughs> like take care of your diet. Like it's not just like everything's amazing. It's just yeah. like you got. And when I look at like Saturn and Jupiter or like Jupiter and the Earth sign sort of like um, aspects, I'm like, okay, well, like you have good luck if you are really good at planning and you have a structure and you follow your schedule. And, and you're going to work really hard. Yeah, and you bust your ass. <laughs> like then, yeah, great. But like those energies don't play well together if you're fucking off your responsibilities. Exactly. Then it's like karmic lessons and you're going to be forced to grow. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, it's like I said, like I've had so many Capricorns that have like reached out to me or even best friends or even my boyfriend. He's a Capricorn. So he's mm-hmm. like, man, you know, this year just kind of sucked. And I'm like, but also look at the beautiful things that came from it too. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, you look at like the beginning stages. Because if you start to reframe it as like because of that for Capricorn, it's it's chapter one. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, okay, well, things that aren't that that bad. Then I guess I can reach to that new height or, or build that kind of relationship or hopefully attain fulfillment in, in all of those ways. But, But I think it really, like I said, is about framing it in a way that people can understand, but also be, be empowered by, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, I think that like awareness is empowering, but you just like, I mean, because there have been times where I've had readings and I'm like, look, I really want to give you an answer that says like everything's going to be amazing, everything's going to be good. But like, honestly, the thing that I'm seeing right now is work. 
<laughs> right. and, and that determines the outcome. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'll say, you know, people will, will again want like, oh yeah, am I going to get married? Am I going to do this? And I'm like, it's sort of like, um, like you said, like whether or not it's a faded thing. Like I'll tell yes. people like, you know, well, I don't see any faded marriage for you and yeah. I don't see any faded children, but you can change your circumstances. By, by choice and mm-hmm. action. And I think it's empowering to know that something's not faded too, yeah. because it brings you you know, it brings you back into the sort of like, I think people are sometimes afraid to illustrate their own lives. Um, and like, you need to just be like, okay with picking up the pen, yeah, you know? Absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I would say the, the vast majority of the way that my career is right now is it's very focused on love and sex and relationships because mm-hmm. I write a lot about that and I've done tons of <laughs> podcasts about that. Yeah. So my brand has been really focused on that. And so a lot of people come to me for those kinds of questions and a lot of it happens to be about exes and a lot of, you know, it has to be about like, am I going to get married to this person? Well, I'm going to tell them the truth, obviously, because, you know, I wouldn't want to hold on to that ex anymore if, you know, because I knew, like, for instance, when I was living in that place of like love for that ex, I, nothing would have stopped me from believing that we would end up together. And, yeah. if, and people, when psychics and astrologers would, t- or, and tarot readers would tell me that we we're going to get back together, it hurt me. More yeah. than actually gave me the ability to grow. So like years, I'm waiting for it and I'm waiting. And then finally I was like, I've got my own gifts. I need to look at this and see. Yes. And all of it said, I was like, no, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Yes. You know, yeah. and like take the energy that you're wasting on someone else and reapply it towards your careers and your personal goals. Because you know yes. what? Like nine times out of 10, that's actually the only person you're going to, that's the only way you're going to catch that person's attention anyway, is by like (laughs) growing yourself because no one really actually wants the person who is pining over you Mm -mm. and not moving on. Bye. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I know. I was just, I didn't think about too, when people talk about their exes or even people that they're in a current relationship with, I did a reading, you know, earlier this week where this woman was just like, at a dead end in her relationship Mm -hmm. at a dead end, like wanted it to move forward. And he was non, you know, non-committal and it was just like really fucking with her. And I was like, well, you know what I see is like, you guys might probably break up because I think by the time he's ready to commit, it's when you're going to be over it and you're not going to want to deal with it anymore. I think that that comes for him after you've lost your patience. But I see here that like what could be hard for you is him moving on with someone else and you have to make peace with the fact that once you've split off with someone, there's yeah. not a competition. Yeah, It's, you know, I, I think that sometimes people feel like if someone that things didn't work out with, like if that other person has good things going for them, somehow it takes away from you and it takes away from like the fulfillment of your life. But it only does that if you let it yeah. and if you take your mind there, you know? Well, and the, the other thing about being a reader that I've found that has been really fascinating is, so I actually went to school for psychology. Oh. Yeah. And so. Perfect. I, it, yeah. You know, and, and that's why one of the things that when I'm asking, you know, either through the questionnaire about what they want to find out or, you know, I want to figure out how can I meet your needs and mm-hmm. how can I help you find the answers that are yes. going to ultimately give you the courage to change your life or to you know, at least have peace with understanding these certain things will come into being. And I, there are some clients that you can tell that they just want to just understand themselves better yeah, and to heal. And so, yes. you know, I, I might actually, cause I, I've been really gaining a lot of 
like weekly and monthly clients, which is amazing because you build these relationships like a therapist. Yeah. And, and then I connect with them. And in the beginning, it's like, they, they're, they're excited because they're like, oh, I want to know the future and I want to know these things. And then after, you know, maybe a month of sessions, they're, they're really exploring their own soul yes. and they're exploring, you know, even sometimes we'll talk about past relationships. And so I still do the vast majority of the talking, right? you know, so it's not like a therapist in the sense that they're just, you know, venting to me, mm-hmm. but they're helping, you know, I'm, I'm helping them understand certain things that are going on around them, yes. and, you know, and then they can apply that to what's going on within them. Absolutely. And even, you know, figuring out like how to implement personal boundaries. And I think something that other people struggle with is, um, being on the receiving end of a boundary sometimes feels like, yeah. um, like, like a hit to their ego when it's not that it's not about that person. But I think that when you have like a client where you, where you have this repetitive sort of, um, relationship with it, it becomes less predictive. Like they have yeah. less predictive questions and it's more exactly like you said, like how to, how to navigate what's happening around them and yes. things like that and how to, how to move on and move forward. And I think too, that like so much of what happens when I'm doing a reading is stuff that these people are like, yeah, I, I actually already know that you're just validating what I know. And, and I, I think that it helps them to have a stranger yes. see them and understand them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing that I've also kind of like likened myself to, and I feel like you might resonate with this a lot too, is that we are essentially strategists, Mm -hmm. you know, where we are consulting them on, you know, their decisions sometimes, you know, like I have this highly successful real estate agent that is just crushing it, like absolutely annihilating it. And we do sessions once a month where, you know, we're not talking about his love life. And right. be- when we first did first readings with him, that's what he wanted to know. <laughs> It'll about. probably come up again. Yeah, <laughs> it totally will. Yeah. But now, you know, he, 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 hit, he hits me with the deals. We talk about these things. I'm like, this is when you're doing this. This is when yep. you should do this because you're going to hit this roadblock here and this is going to be here. And he's like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, amazing. And it's always accurate, you know, but that way he knows the astrological weather. He knows what he's going up against. Mm-hmm. And I also find this to be very helpful in relationships because for instance, October and November are not going to be the ne- the best transits for my boyfriend and I. Okay. I know that there's going to be some friction, but mm-hmm. if, rather than me being like, oh, we're breaking up, it doesn't have to be like that, you know? You can be it, pre- prepared. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, so I actually had two full moons in my natal charts of my descendant earlier this year. Okay. The first one we almost broke up and, and I knew I was like, it's coming. The, like the angles of the planets are all messed up right here. I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, we could break up and I don't want to because I love him and he's great and we're healthy. And that the first one, like I said, we literally were fighting on that day and we were like, it's done, it's over. And I was like, no, let's work together. Yeah. So by seeing that predictive quality in myself and I can do that for a client, I can say, like I said, you work through that. So the second full moon, we actually were growing much closer than we've ever, we ever have oh, before. Good. So that's again, like talking about like, that's what you're going to go into. Mm-hmm. And, but if I didn't have these abilities and I didn't have that knowledge, I probably would have just broken up with him because I'm an Aries rising and I'm like, <laughs> I have an Aries moon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aries moon. Oh my God. You guys are real fiery too. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I know. And I, like, and it, but you're right though. Like knowing 
knowing what's going on astrologically, because even without looking at my own personal chart, like even just looking at the general energy right now, like I know like, okay, there's a Mars Mercury opposition. And (laughs) I was like, so hangry earlier, like literally 45 (laughs) minutes before you got here, I was like, this isn't, you shouldn't be losing your shit over this. But I was like, and I was like, I knew that that's what was causing that sort of like aggressive, like confirmational like verbal and and I don't take it too far but I just remember like trying to calm myself down like trying to be like aware like this isn't like you're getting messed up by the vibes basically yeah totally and it's funny because you know with Dustin you know if I know that there's going to be some days that are just like really not good to hang out (laughs) just like avoid yeah you know literally (laughs) because of I knew this week is just going to be like just very very just sort of friction and negativity with all of the planets, you know, Mercury essentially clashing mm-hmm. with Pluto, Saturn, and then also Mars. Yeah, it's actually a T-square today. It's not it's just an opposition. Nuts. It's a T-square. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally nuts. And for, you know, not just today, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, also with Mars retrograde going on, I've just been so burnt out. Like yeah. everybody I feel like is really tired, but like it's literally in my ascendance. I am very tired, like mm-hmm. all the time. And like, I've been coming to the point where I'm like, okay, rather than working 10 hours today, I'm going to work four. Yeah. I'm going to work six. Like this is a choice that I have to make. And, you know, I was just feeling so burnt out from the, from the weekend. And I messaged him being like, I love you. I think I just need a couple of days by myself. And mm-hmm. it's not about you. It's not about yeah. us having a problem. I love you. Everything's fine. I just, I just really need want, it. yeah, I, I need, need to recharge because yeah. I, I need to be better for me so I can be better for you and better for everything else. Yeah. You know, but by the <laughs> weekend, the energy is going to start fading into a different, you know, vibration. So I'm like, okay, thank God, you know, like then we'll have a happy time. Then yeah. we'll like, <laughs> and it'll be like, a, it'll be like a sweet, uh, reuniting. Yeah. Like yeah. a mini break, even though I don't want to break because I love him, you know, Yeah, but, but it's just like, you know, it's okay to take time for yourself. Yeah. And I think that uh, it can be easy to lose sight of that, especially especially in a relationship where it's just sort of like you get used to being with that person. And so it yeah. becomes almost just like the baseline of like where you work from. And it's like, no, you need, like I tell people all the time, like if they're starting a new relationship or if they're looking for a relationship, I'm like, oh, you need to set boundaries with your time because yeah. you get too involved in your relationships to the point where it takes away from your personal goals. And that's yeah. a problem for you. So this is like something structurally you need to look at. Like you've totally. got to schedule your own time. Yeah. Cause you can't, you'll, you'll drop something else. I know. Uh, well, we're at, we're at about an hour. I'm, going to have to wrap this up, but I'm just wondering totally. if you have any sort of like last minute thoughts or anything that you want to leave everyone with. Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I I would really suggest to people because of Mars retrograde, really focusing on slowing down, mm-hmm. surrendering to the universe. And, you know, if you are feeling frustration during this time, and I know this has been a very transformational year, but <sighs> I do believe that, you know, especially after the great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter, mm-hmm. the end of this year, it's like a jewel that's restructuring things, opening doors for you. You know, definitely there is hope at the end yeah. of the tunnel. Like I really see that. And, you know, but use this year as a way to restructure the way that you are in your relationships. You you have an attachment to your career. You, you The way that you operate. Because if you do the work now, you will ultimately gain a higher, you know, vibration, a level of happiness, a level of security going forward, you know. 
Yes. So. That's so well put. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've, I've had so much fun. The only reason I'm cutting this off no, is because me. of the time. I'm like, I can't have like a two hour podcast, even though I think I could easily just keep going with you. Um, if people want to find you online or on social media, how should they do that? My website is kylethomasastrology.com. I put all sorts of horoscopes, graphics, you know, lots of in content there. But my main platform is Instagram. So it's Mr. Kyle Thomas. So Mr. Kyle Thomas. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Hey, thank you for having me as well. My pleasure. Thanks again for listening to the Glitter Cast. You can find me online at rainbowglitterstore.com where you can purchase all of my fun spell kits and house cleansing kits and crystal kits. Or you can find me on Instagram at rainbowglitterstar and at the Glitter Cast. Next week, I'm going to have Bridget Marquat, who you know from the Girls Next Door and her podcast, Ghost Magnet is going to be my guest where we talk about a lot of really fun, spooky things like ghost hunting and sort of her own personal paranormal research. And it's a really great lesson. So I can't wait to see you guys again next week. In the meantime, have a great time being yourself. <laughs> have a great week. Bye. <laughs>